You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Philly Stam, your host, James Seltzer. It is... Tuesday, September the 21st, and we come off a predictably disappointing night in Phillies baseball. The Phillies just don't show up for the most important week of the season. Uh, 2-0, blanked by the Orioles last night down in Citizens Bank Park. I was down there. It stunk. It was about as boring and uninteresting a baseball game as you could ever go to, as you could ever see. And coincidentally, it felt like the Phillies were too bored to even show up for the game. So I guess they're all on the same page with that. Just a, uh, just an incredibly disappointing showing. And look, I said yesterday going into to last night that I thought the Phillies had to win six of seven this week. And worst case, worst case, five of seven to even head into next week's Brave Series with any sort of meaningful chance and meaningful is a loose term in this situation but um look could they still rattle off six straight now of course we've seen this phillies team they are the jekyll and hideiest jekyll and hyde of all the jekyll and hides we know that so you know i'm not gonna say season over because they lost last night but you know definitely felt like one of those felt like you know you show up for your most important homestand of the year Facing the worst team in baseball, literally the worst team in baseball, and you lose two nothing with no effort, no fight, no nothing. I mean, just blanked, just handled by the friggin' Orioles. Philly's got four hits all night. They walked once. I mean, in a spot like that, and Ranger did his best, man. I mean, Ranger clearly didn't have his best stuff, got into some jams, but still guts his way through six innings, only giving up two runs, five strikeouts, one walk, seven hits. Like, just didn't have it. Bullpen comes in, Coonrod, Bradley, Falter, all clean innings. They gave up a hit here and there, but clean innings, two runs, and you get nothing, nothing. Four hits. Harper drove one to the wall in the ninth, and JT almost to the wall in the ninth. Got a a touch of uh, excitement in the moment. Um, but that was it, man. Just a really incredibly disappointing showing last night from your Philadelphia Phillies. It really was. It really was. It took a lot of wind out of the sails of the uh, excitement heading into this week because they're they're – was excitement and and should have been excitement coming into this week. You know, the Phillies fighting their way back to two back. You know, it kind of felt impossible at certain points there. And then they were one back. And then obviously now they've lost two straight and they're three back, of course, because the Braves win both those games. And 
you know, you're three back with 12 to play, four back in the loss column. You know, it's uh, not ideal. The Braves do have a doubleheader coming up. You, you know, expect them maybe to split that because it seems really hard for teams to, to doubleheader, win a doubleheader. So, you know, you get one of those in the loss column back maybe, but it's just a tough spot. It's a tough spot. You know, three back with 12 to play. Even if you're facing that team, you're just in a tough spot where this Phillies team can't afford to do what they did last night. And again, now if they win the next six straight or even five out of six, like we're still going to talk about that series and they're going to have a chance heading into it. But, you know, you can't, you just can't have those games last night. I mean, how many of those, like last night is another one. We'll add to the list when the Phillies miss the playoffs by one game, two game, three games, whatever it ends up being. It's going to be games like last night that we point to and say that's why they missed the playoffs. It's going to be going to Arizona and losing three straight out there. Losing one at home to the Diamondbacks. Losing two of three to the Marlins last time you played them. Like, it's going to be those series like it is every year. Like, we always look at it and say, well, whoops. Only, if only we could have beaten those teams that were way worse than us, that would have been cool. I mean, the Orioles is the worst team in baseball. They sat their best player. Cedric Mullins wasn't even in the lineup last night. And the Phillies put up just a stinker. It's just disappointing. It should be you should be disappointed as a Phillies fan with, with last night's effort. Because again, it's one thing if you get beat, right? We get it. There have been some tough losses this year. It's another thing if you don't show up. It's another thing you get four hits and one walk in a game. Off the Orioles. And John Means is a good pitcher, but come on. Come on. Biggest game of the season. All of them are now. These are the biggest games of the season. And you put up a two spot? I mean, you put up a zero spot against a two? You can't even get a two spot is what I'm trying to say? I mean, yeah, it was a frustrating loss. And again, I'm, I'm not going to say it's over, but, but, you know, do I expect them to win the next six straight? No. Now, to be fair, they have surprised me this season with do I expect them to do something then they do it no yes no all that but it just feels unlikely right now you know when you look at them and you look at them show up last night the way they did not be able to get it done so the Phillies at 76 and 74 on the season 10 games uh excuse me 12 games left to play there so we are we are right there it is uh it's crazy. We're almost at the end of it. Uh, 76 and 74. The Braves at 78 and 70. So two ahead in the win column, four ahead in the loss column. Um, so, you know, Braves' destiny in their hands, so to speak, with that. Um, and three back. Uh, Phillies lose. I mean, we could just, I think we can end the wild card. Um, obviously, you know, you, you don't want to count it out completely, but the Phillies are now four and a half back at the St. Louis Cardinals for that wild card spot. And, the Cincinnati Reds are three back, and the San Diego Padres are four back, so the Phillies would have to leap three teams, including one that's four and a half in front of them. Four and a half with 12 to play. Um, yeah, they're done in the wild card. Wild card's over. Congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals. They're going to win the wild card. Almost definitely. Now, it's them or the Reds. Um, you know, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating because it, it did feel like for a bit there we had a, a double-barrel approach to how we could maybe make the playoffs. That's out the window now. It comes down in the division. And again, even then, it's not, um, I'm not optimistic. But, you know, they're in it. They will, um, 
They need to win some games now. Again, you know, six straight, and if they can win the next six games against the Orioles and the Pirates like they should, you know, I'll I'll a bullpen game though coming tonight. So that's yeah, got that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it feels like we're in a spot where I I just uh, you know, especially after last night, after you know, kind of having a chance and showing up at home with that with that effort. It's just again, you know, and again, look, we've been in this spot many times where we we are get excited, then unexcited, then excited, then unexcited, and I think that's part of why, to be you know, frank about it, and and, and perfectly honest, like I haven't been able to emotionally get there with, um, you know, like this this most recent kind of surge, you know, after the eight straight when I was fully there, and then they blew it for a while, and then kind of got back into it, and then. Kind of fell out again. I'm just, it's, you know, fool me once, right? It's one of those you know, where it's just, I, I'm hopeful and I desperately want them to make the playoffs. I desperately want this decade long streak to come to an end, but I just can't emotionally allow myself to think it's going to happen or even to think it's a real chance to happen. I logically can understand the situation. I can understand math. I can understand all that. I know what the odds are. Like, I can understand all that stuff just from a allowing myself to believe it standpoint. I just haven't been able to get there. You know, it's just been, it's been too much. It's been, my heart's been broken too many times this year, if you know what I'm saying. But seriously, like, that's how I feel, you know, the feel inside me, you know, whereas, again, I keep trying to, to, jump on board and look I mean like there there are things that make it you know, I mean like Bryce Harper's season makes me want to just fully be on board it makes me I mean it's my my saddest thing about this season when I look back on it is is going to be that they didn't make the playoffs the year Bryce Harper did this all-time great Phillies offensive season like one of the the three best of my lifetime you know and it's been a magical ride to watch this guy and it's a shame that all we're going to be able to root for is him to win the MVP, and, and we will, and I will, and I think he deserves it. I don't think, in my mind, there's any question at this point. And look, there's 12 games left. Weird things can happen. It's a narrative award and stuff like that. But in terms of, like, right now, who has been the better player, Fernando Tatis or Bryce Harper, it's unequivocally Bryce Harper. Unequivocally. And then, if we want to just talk about, like, the, you know, actual award the most valuable player part of it the Padres without Tatis guess what I think they're gonna be okay not great but they still got some friggin firepower out there you know that guy Manny Machado remember him he's out there I mean they are a loaded squad without Bryce Harper I mean this Phillies lineup is a minor league lineup practically so I just, I mean, Harper's the MVP, and I, I, I really hope he wins it. He deserves it, and it's the thing that we have now. Because, again, I just can't, I can't get there. I can't get there. And, again, just, just watching him last night, man, so fr- and so many. Oh, by the way, can we, can we take a minute to rip Joe Girardi? I mean, how do you not pinch hit for Didi there last night against a lefty? I mean, Didi stinks. Didi is... A, we were just talking about minor league lineup. Didi is a minor league caliber hitter right now. Seriously. Like, it's not even a, a, a hyperbole to say that. It's really not. Didi stinks. He is a horrible, horrible hitter this year. 
Didi's numbers right now. He's batting 213. 213. He has a, wait for it, 272 on base percentage and a 369 slugging. 272 and 369. That's a 641 OPS. That's tragic. That is abominable, horrendous. I'm trying to think of more adjectives to describe just how god-awful Didi Gregorius has been offensively for this team this year. And, oh, by the way, he's been worse defensively, if that's possible. Can you be worse than a 641 OPS defensively? Is that possible? That's like Reese Hoskins in left field. No, that was worse. You know what I mean, though? I mean, these are a disaster. Disaster. And we're not even going to get into all the other stuff we've talked about with Didi. But, I mean, what a disaster that guy's been this year. And he's still on the book for $14.5 million next year, which is... I mean, you want to talk about sunk cost. You want to talk about setting money on fire. That's that. But, I mean, Girardi not pinch hitting for Didi in that spot last night against Lefty was, again, malpractice. I mean, it's, it's like this guy's asleep at the wheel 90% of the time. I, look, we're not there yet. We'll, we'll talk more about it next week, I'm sure, once they're officially out of it. But Joe Girardi should be fired. I think... What has Joe Girardi done in his two years here to make you think that he's the manager for this team? What has he done to make you think, oh, that's the guy? And now think about the, I don't know, thousand reasons he's not. I mean, all the times we've talked, all the things, his in-game managing, his attitude, his post-game, everything across the board. And then when you compare it to what's happening in San Francisco right now with our old guy, I mean, it's just like that much more. It really hammers it home, doesn't it? Joe Girardi stinks. Do I think they will fire him? No, I do not. I think he will get another year. That's my guess, anyway. They're paying him. They don't like to, you know, it's being a sunk cost. They don't like to throw money down the toilet and not get something out of it, as we know Matt Klintak is still in the building. You know? So, I don't think they will fire Girardi, but I wouldn't. I definitely would. Get a new guy in here. Get something different. Do something different. Because from an organizational standpoint, obviously drafting and developing in the future is paramount. But also you've got this group here that is clearly not good enough, right? I mean, as we could see, I mean, they're going to miss out on the playoffs in the easiest division in years, you know, to make the playoffs in. Um, so, you know, they're just not good enough. They're a 500-ish baseball team. Maybe they finish a little above. Maybe they finish at 500. Who knows right now? They could finish under. They could finish poorly. Wouldn't That wouldn't shock anybody. Um so, um, it's going to be figuring out, you know, especially with, with some money spent, as we know, like, yes, yeah, some's coming off the book, but they still are, are very, very, very high on the list of money allocated for next season already. So, um, you know, and you got Harper, you got Romito, you're paying 14 million to DD, you're paying 20 plus million to Wheeler, you're paying all these guys a lot of money. Like you have two options, right? You either try and add to this group, fill in the holes, you know, McCutcheon off the books, make a good move there, this, that, make a trade, whatever you're trying to add to this team, or you just, you know, trade off pieces and rebuild. And and I just don't think there's any way they're going to do that after the, what we went through for a decade. And and the fact they did bring Harper in, the, did bring, you know, sign Romito and all that, that's a, a signifying to your fan base and really to, to everybody that, that you're in, so to speak, with this group of guys. So 
you know, it's a off season where they really need to find ways to fine tune this roster with, you know, you luxury tax. They're going to go for that, all that type of stuff. But I mean, like, obviously, from a long term health standpoint, they need to worry about the future. Um, as this group is not good enough. But I, I think what are they going to do? I think they're going to try and serve both masters. I think they're going to try and draft and develop well and and beef up that minor leagues, and simultaneously add to this roster and try and make this group that they have good enough. And I don't think they'll go over the luxury tax because, you know, until they do, I won't believe it, right? But, you know, I mean, I think that's the direction. I don't see them just kind of bailing on this group unless Bryce Harper walks into Middleton's office and says, trade me or something, which I don't expect, not yet. Maybe not at least another year or two away, right? But, Look, I mean, they have big-time decisions. And tomorrow we'll get more into the front office stuff. There's been Jim Salisbury had a really interesting article on uh, NBC Sports Philly talking about the process of how team officials are in the process of interviewing candidates to lead the department after a uh, after the shakeup um, that uh, Dombrowski, you know, let go of, of uh, multiple players and the player, uh, multiple people in the player development staff. And, uh, you know, of course, the um, front office, you know, assistant GM firings are, are moving on from and all that. So they're, they're, we're going to get into that more because there's, that is, um, you know, low-key the most important thing that's going to happen this offseason for the for the franchise. Now, obviously, we care a lot more about what free agent did they sign, what trade did they make. But in terms of, of being a Phillies fan and thinking where is, you know, thinking about where this team was a decade ago, like we, you know, always talk about a decade ago, a, the 2011 Phillies, we remember that, right? 102 wins. Like, that team was amazing. Yeah, they didn't make it in the playoffs, but but we had a great year and a great time. You think about it where we were a decade ago and where we are now today. The most important thing for us in 10 years to be that again, to be 2011 in 10 years from now, are these hires that Dombrowski didn't make and setting up the organization to move forward. So we're going to get that more tomorrow, but that is the most important thing. Number one, for the long-term health of the franchise, is these hirings. That's going to set the future of the franchise on a path. And that path is going to either take us to another fun time, another run, or, or continue with what the Phillies have always been for other than a few pockets in their history. So it is massive, massive. The most important thing Dave Dombrowski will do this offseason. But there are other important things like Girardi. Like, that's an important decision. How do you build this roster up around the guys? That's important. But the, the number one thing is going to be these hires. It's going to set the future of the franchise on an important path, and we hope it's the right path. We'll get into that more tomorrow, but as far as, like, you know, like we were just talking about the Major League team, I think that it's a really interesting, in some ways, precarious spot that the Phillies are in heading into this offseason. And, you know, obviously, look, again, they could win six straight now. You know, I don't think they will, but they're playing the Orioles and Pirates. It wouldn't shock me for them to lose 2 nothing and show no life, no heart, no nothing in game one, and then rattle off six straight at home. I mean, it is... It almost is likely with this Phillies team. I Again, I don't expect it, but it is like what they would do, right? I mean, it's so Phillies. It's so Phillies this year. So we'll see. I, the season's not over, but it, you can't feel good. 12 games left, three back, four back in the loss column. You can't feel good. I mean, you, the numbers are very, 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 very much in your, against you. Like, not in your favor. They're not in your favor. Very clearly. So, you know, it is it is a concern, but we'll we'll see how this week plays out. But I, I do think that, you know, how this week plays out and also leading into next season is fascinating because, um, you know, let's say they don't make the playoffs, but let's say they continue this where they, let's say they end the season, you know, 83 and 79. 
or something like that, or, or 84 and 78. I predicted 84 wins going into the season. So um, somewhere in that range, right? I mean, that's progress. You know, it is from where they've been the last couple of years. It's actually staying in it till the very end of September. It is um, a five over 500 record, which again, you know, has been a decade, which is absurdity. Um, there are, you know, you have an MVP season from Harper, you know, or MVP worthy. You have a, a Cy Young-ish season from Wheeler. You've got the breakout of Ranger Suarez. You've got some, like, things that you can point to as, as positive de- developments this year. And yet, you will look at this team and say, what a disappointment. And it's because they, they obviously could have done better. I mean, just the list, as we've talked about. I mean, Didi, right at the top, but Nola and Bohm, who's not even in the majors. I mean, think about that. Coming into the season, what we're expecting from Alec Bohm to where we are now. Um JT, you know, not as bad as those other guys, but a massive disappointment this year. Just across the board, so many disappointments. The Reese injury, all this stuff that you can point to and say, all right, they'll be better next year. But but they have to add. I mean, they have to fill these holes. I mean, again, like, they don't have a four and five starter. I mean, I guess Eflin, Eflin coming back. You don't have a five starter. You don't. You're, you can't do the Chase Anderson, Matt Moore thing again. Like, look, that that's $7 million they spent right there. If they had spent it differently. I mean, that's the difference, right? I mean, Robbie Ray... And it's not Dombrowski's fault because Robbie Ray signed before the Phillies even had a general manager in that lame duck period before they hired someone. But Robbie Ray signed a one-year $8 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays, and he's, he's like the AL Cy Young favorite or one of the two favorites for the AL Cy Young. The Cy Young! Taiwan Walker signed a one-year $10 million deal with the Mets. He's been phenomenal. I mean, there's so many of these you can find around the league, and and you could say that's the difference between the, making the playoffs this year and not, and can look to next year and say, all right, we can make the playoffs if we do these things, right? You know, that is you know, where it's at. Um, ultimately, they still lack the roster depth, the institutional depth and all that to really, in my mind, you know, really compete. But you could maybe win the division and all that. Who knows? But things broke your way this year, too, with the injuries, the Braves and all that stuff. But regardless, I do think that they're going to have to I think they're not to have to. I think they're going to add to this team this offseason in a way where they're going to try and compete again next year and try and simultaneously build up the minors and simultaneously reposition this franchise, you know, kind of redirect where they're shooting towards, what they're shooting towards, how they're all shooting towards it. And that's great. That's needed. It's the most important thing, again, that'll happen this offseason for the long term health of this franchise. But it's going to be fascinating to see Dombrowski and how he serves both these masters and how he's able to kind of really worry about setting the Phillies up for the long term while also taking this team that is is empirically not good enough, you know, on a basic level, this group of guys, we have enough evidence to say that as constituted ain't good enough, but they're things that make you believe they could be good enough and that there are pieces here that could be good enough and certainly pieces here that could be part of something, a good team. You know, it's, it's like the makings of a good team is, is in there. It's just, they need, they need some help. They need some moves. They need to to tighten some things up. They need a better bullpen. They need a better fourth, fifth starter. They need more lineup depth. They need a little more pop in that lineup. Like there are things they have to do if they're going to compete for the playoffs and if they're finally going to break this streak, so it's really a, a fascinating offseason. It sets up to be one of the most fascinating offseasons in recent Phillies history. Uh, really, legitimately, one of the most just fascinating offseasons. It is going to be so interesting to see how this all plays out. And um, Dave Dombrowski at the heart of it. So uh, it's all on Big Dave. Make it happen, Dave. We, we believe in you, my friend. We're going to need you. 
Uh, all right, back at it tonight. Like I said, they need to win six straight, if nothing else, five of six. Uh, two more against the Orioles, then four at home against Pittsburgh before a day off, and then next week in Atlanta for three, in Miami for three. For those to matter, they need to win this week. And luckily, we got a bullpen game tonight, right? So we're set. God, We do have a bullpen game tonight. Um, a, a dueling bullpen game. How about that? The Phillies and the Orioles are both bringing a bullpen game tonight. So get ready for a long one, folks. <laughs> get ready for an ugly one. Uh, tomorrow, Wheeler against Akins. That's a must-win, obviously. And then Nola Gibson Suarez in that first three of the the Pittsburgh series. So, fingers crossed. Bullpen game tonight. Need a win, obviously. Like we are in must-win territory. You, know, you joke around, stuff, but just must-win. Again, uh, I I think six straight, five of six is must-win. So, fingers crossed. Either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll we'll obviously. Be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.